Welcome in. This is episode one of 10,000 Pitches, a podcast devoted to everything Minnesota soccer. My name is Jeremy Rushing. I am the host, and thank you so much for tuning in to the inaugural episode. And if you could, please do me a favor. Whether you're listening on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever, please hit that subscribe button and leave a review. Uh, It helps the pod a ton, and it also helps me get some feedback so I can make this thing the best possible podcast for the many people across the state who are just as passionate or even more passionate about the beautiful game than I am. Also, we're on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at 10K Pitches. So like what you hear, Follow us on there to get updates and interact with me and the pod itself. Um, Probably going to be most active on Twitter, obviously. Not sure what I'm going to do with Instagram yet. Uh, And then Facebook is going to have all the content and stuff there too. So if you're more of a Facebook person, it'll be there for you. Uh, But the most action, most activity, most interaction, uh, more likely to be on, on Twitter there. Uh, A little background on me, I was not born and raised here in Minnesota. I'm from Illinois, didn't really play soccer growing up at all either, Uh, but once I got to 12, 13 years old, I found myself watching soccer and being enamored by soccer, and then I started watching more, and I got really into the U.S. men's and women's national teams, and when the Premier League became easily accessible, or when I realized it was uh, accessible here in the States, I started watching, and then boom, all of a sudden I see Landon Donovan and Tim Howard, two guys I already idolized on the U.S. men's national team. So then I became an Everton fan. And then three years ago is when I moved to Minnesota. Now, growing up in Illinois, I just I just kind of associated myself with the Chicago Fire because they were the state team. And I also went to college at North Central College in Naperville, Illinois, which is a suburb of Chicago. And that's actually where the Fire first played their home games when the MLS launched. Uh, one of the coolest things I saw on my uh, on my college visit when I was in high school was uh, a picture right there in the main athletic office of one of the first fire home games there uh, at uh, the football stadium where North Central plays. But they added on kind of wraparound seating to the end there uh, at the stadium itself. Kind of a really cool picture showing a packed house there for a fire game. So um, I just kind of, you know, pledged my halfway blind allegiance to uh, the Chicago Fire because I'm from Illinois and they were a team in Illinois. But moving to Minnesota and going to my first Loons game, which was during their inaugural MLS season back in 2017, I was I was immediately hooked. I can't remember for the life of me who they played that day, but they won. The atmosphere was incredible. Obviously, a great crowd there at TCF Bank Stadium. Wonderwall, the whole thing. I was I was I was hooked immediately. Uh, shortly after that, I began to realize and hear and read about the serious soccer history that exists in the state from the Minnesota kicks to the strikers, to the thunder, to the stars, and now the loons, and also the lower teams around the state who have extremely passionate fan bases in their own right from Duluth FC to Med City FC in Rochester to Dynamo St. Cloud and all the other teams in the MASL. Soccer is huge here, obviously. I want to make sure that people know it. I want to make sure people have the opportunity to get to know the teams, coaches, players, supporters from across the state who put so much, not just time and money, but literal blood, sweat, and tears into helping grow the game, not only in Minnesota, but nationwide as well. And that's why I'm here, and that's why this podcast exists. On today's episode, I'm talking to Jonah Garcia. He's a center back from Minneapolis City SC. Uh, he's also representing them in the Lower League E-Cup, which is a nationwide FIFA tournament for players and clubs in the lower tiers of the U.S. soccer pyramid. And he's actually in the semifinals, just dominating the whole thing. So that'll be a great conversation. He's also recently been hired as an assistant men's soccer coach at 
Augsburg University, which is also where City plays their home matches, or hopefully will continue to play some home matches at some point after all this craziness subsides. Um, one more time before we get to the interview, please hit that subscribe button. Please leave me a review, whether it's a great review and you love the pod or you want to leave some constructive feedback. I'm open to everything. Again, open to doing everything I possibly can to make sure this podcast can become a mainstay in every Minnesota soccer fan's week, whether they're a fan of the Loons, the Crows, or, or everywhere in between. Uh, so thank you so much for listening again. And here's this week's interview with Jonah Garcia. All right, time to talk to Minneapolis City center back, newly announced Augsburg assistant men's soccer coach, and last but not least, lower league E-Cup semifinalist, Jonah Garcia. Jonah, thanks for taking the time, man. Hey, Jeremy, thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first off, congratulations on everything happening recently with the hiring at Augsburg and uh, with the esports success. What's the last month or so been like for you? Um... Well, during this COVID time or quarantine, I guess it's, it's as exciting as it could have been. Right? Yeah. Um, just adds a little bit to, to what's going on or all the negative that's going around. Mm-hmm. So uh, to have things like that, um, the club, Minneapolis City, kind of just gelled together over this online FIFA tournament. Mm-hmm. And then the, uh, the hiring for the Augsburg assistant coaching position, um, some good news during this time. So. Yeah, yeah, and obviously on top of all those things, you kind of you have to stay in shape and get ready for any potential, you know, NPSL season that might happen. Are you doing any sort of, uh, you know, any sort of training program from the team or, or any anything to stay in shape specifically? Yeah, so I do. I'm doing a workout program from a guy out in Cali. Um, okay. It's just a paid program, and I just I do it every morning. He sends out um, like a template, like a month to month kind of cycle, and uh, it's yep. a lot of body weight. Yeah. Obviously, because we don't have very much equipment during this time, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, mixing that with just some runs just to make sure I'm staying in shape in case the season does come around, you know? Has that so. been difficult to, uh, you know, keep the, keep the cardio going, just, just stuck in the house there? Or? Yeah, yeah. So I, I prefer, like, high-intensity weight training. So running just <laughs> three, four, or five miles at a time is just – it's not my specialty. So yeah. uh, doing that is definitely tough. I'd obviously rather prefer being on the training ground with the, with the teammates and mm-hmm. getting that sort of conditioning in. But um, – kind of just have to do it, what you can do right now, you know? Yeah, definitely. I, I hear you there. Uh, going back to being hired at Augsburg, have you, have you always wanted to be a coach? And do you have aspirations to kind of move further in that regard and be a head coach someday? Yeah, so that desire to be, to be a college coach has kind of developed over the last three, four years. Um, I really started to think to pursue that my junior year of college. I'd always wanted to be like a strength and conditioning or like a mm-hmm. fitness type coach. Uh, but just seeing how my head coach at UW-Superior, that's where I graduated from yeah. uh, my four year there. I played four years there. But just seeing how my head coach did did things there and just the rapport and just the, uh, the way he built relationships with other players and just the way he was running a program really made me fall in love with, with college coaching. And I've, I've yeah. been pursuing it since my junior year. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a big uh, step, in, step in the door, next step towards that. So really excited. Yeah. Awesome. And, and does the aspiration, I mean, is college coach kind of it for you? Do you see yourself being a pro coach someday or, or is it really just college? I mean, right now I'm, I'm set on, on coaching that college program, but if the opportunity ever presented itself, I'm, I'm sure I'd be willing to challenge myself and go to that next level, but one step at a time here, you know? Yep, absolutely. Um, have you uh, been introduced to the team at all via like conference call, Zoom, gotten to talk to them? No, coaching staff? nothing, nothing of that sort. Um, just winter leagues. I've, I've played, I've met a lot of the players. Um, I've played a lot with uh, Greg Hoker, the head coach. So 
And then um, the way I actually got got in was my my teammate Samuel Ruiz Plaza. He's the current grad assistant there. Okay. Um, and I'm super close with him, and just playing with Greg Hoker over the uh, the winter, and just talking to him. He knew I played at UW Superior and was a captain there for two years. Um, but yeah, just kind of talking and talking about my goals and in, in coaching and whatnot. And um, he's given me this this great opportunity. So again, super excited. A lot of uh, college sports right now, especially the fall sports, you know, kind of up in the air as is as is everything. Have, have yeah, you gotten yeah. any word from the MEAC or D3 on what the outlook outlook is like for for the season? Because men's soccer is in the fall, correct? It is in the fall. Yeah, I mean, it's it's still up in the air. Um, still no final word on on what's going on. And just we're, we're obviously hoping that that we do have a regular season um, with no sorts of adjustments or anything. So, yeah, yeah. got it. Uh, we'll discuss the lower league cup here in just a second, which uh, you can actually watch Jonah take on. I think the guy's name is Fabian. I don't know much about him. His, I saw the E cup Twitter account kind of tweeted out his, uh, his uh, information today, but all I know it's at Fabian zero five zero two zero four. seems like he only created it for the actual tournament itself. Cause he has like three followers. He doesn't have like a picture yeah. or any info or anything. <laughs> uh, it says that he's an Xbox player and he represents inland empire FC out of California. Uh, anyways, Saturday, 8 p.m. on Minneapolis City's Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash SC. So like I said, we'll get to that stuff in a bit. But for those who don't know, uh, talk a little bit about your soccer background and how you ended up uh, here at Minneapolis City. Yeah, definitely. So I'll just, I'll take it back to um, where I graduated from high school. So I, I grew up in Egan, born and raised in Egan, graduated from there in 2014, um, got recruited to play Division Three soccer at UW Superior which was in the WIAC at the time. And then moving into my sophomore year, they moved into the UMAC, which is the Upper Minnesota Athletic Conference. Mm -hmm. um, our schedule was uh, half UMAC games and then half MIAC games. So St. Okay. Thomas, McAllister, Augsburg, Gustavus, those were our non-conference games in the year. Um, so I had a great four years there. Uh, going into my junior year at UW-Superior, uh, that summer, I looked into the NPSL for the first time. Um, so fourth division amateur soccer mm -hmm. uh, and I played with uh, Minnesota Twin Stars so they're in our conference um, this north conference so Minnesota Twin Stars was my first NPSL team played half a summer there went into my senior year of college had a great senior year um, helped take the team to their first NCAA tournament which was an awesome experience first time in program history after my senior year, um, going into that summer, I got recruited to play for VSLT, no longer in the North um, NPSL Conference, but that was Viejos Son Los Trapos. Uh, it was a Hispanic-based NPSL team. Uh, had a great season there, too. Got injured halfway through with a really bad ankle sprain, um, so was kind of out for three, four months, then started doing some training on my own. I reached out to John Bisworm. Um, one of the owners uh, of Minneapolis City sent him an email. He said, yeah, just show up to the open tryouts. That's all we can really offer you right now. So I showed up to the open tryouts, proved myself there. They invited me to train with the team. Um, and that was just last year. So I've been with the team one full year now. Okay. Um, they brought me on. I signed my agreement. And, and that's history there. So yeah. <laughs> had a great time so far with Minneapolis City. Yeah, it sounds like, uh, and it sounds like uh, this last season you kind of were able to self, uh, able to play yourself in a uh, kind of a, a pretty uh, central role there. No pun intended. Uh, that yeah. center back <laughs> slot, and then yeah. now uh, being, you know, showing your importance on the esports front. You're you're really bringing a lot of value to the Crows. 
I know they can't let me go now. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, job security, man, it's big right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly, I got to so bring it what, all to the table. Exactly. Uh, so, what would you say has been the the highlight of your soccer career? Could be a could be a game, moments, uh, just an instance. You know, it could be high school, college, you know, pros. Uh, just just biggest highlight when you when you look back in your career up to this point. What's the biggest highlight for you? Yeah, I, I can actually just go into like there's two that are pretty equal uh, for me. Uh, first one, I kind of mentioned it already, but um, captaining my team or helping bring my team uh, my senior year to their first NCAA tournament, uh, first conference um, or section final, whatever you call it in, in the UMAC. Um, yeah, so bringing them, we played St. Thomas. They were uh, number two in the entire nation uh, going into that first round of the NCAA tournament and gave them a good game. We lost 4-3. Um, crazy game to play in at St. Thomas's field. Um, so that was the end of my college career, but still even getting there was, was huge for the program. And then the next one probably being um, playing in Detroit uh, against Detroit City FC in front of 4,700 fans, I believe it was. Yeah. Uh, and that was the regional quarterfinal for the MPSL playoffs. Uh, I believe it was quarterfinals. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, and that was a huge game. I'd never played in front of that many people before. Um, and that was just a whole nother experience in itself. So that one probably sits at the very top um, in terms of, in terms of uh, my playing career. Yeah. I, I, I hear stories that, I mean, obviously that fan base is just, just pretty, pretty crazy. Uh, especially. Yeah. For yeah you're getting, squad. you're getting yelled at, you're getting uh, sworn at for, for a full 90 minutes. I mean, they yeah. scored their second goal. We went down two nil and just smoke all over the field like I couldn't see my left back like it was just crazy uh crazy crazy yeah. awesome atmosphere so yeah yeah that, those are the atmospheres you live to play in that's for sure oh yeah 100 percent um and I'm assuming uh you know growing up playing the sport you're also a big fan of the sport and I see the the Brazilian national team flag in the background yeah, yeah um, there's a couple. what 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 clubs did you did you follow I mean do you have a favorite club now favorite player um you know just talk about your uh soccer fandom a little bit yeah, so I wasn't really introduced to European soccer um, growing up. I was raised in a Hispanic or Mexican household, so my dad was all about Mexican league soccer. Yep. Um, so as a kid, it was supporting a club called Pumas um, in the first division in Mexico. But uh, probably like my senior year of high school, freshman year of college, I really started to watch European soccer, um, Champions League, La Liga, uh, Premier League. So I kind of had to pick up a following or pick up a team to follow pretty late on. Um, they can call me a bandwagon all they want, but Manchester City was a, uh, okay. a team that I really liked due to a few players, Kun Aguero, um, David Silva. Those two guys really stood out at the time. And then I've always just been a Barcelona supporter, just kind yep. of like in the back, just uh, Ronaldinho is my favorite player of all time. Okay, um, makes sense. A lot of people's favorite player of all time. Yeah. Um, so I've always followed Barcelona in La Liga because of him. Um, but as of right now, my favorite player in the world is Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, just really runs the show. I mean, I know he's not a center back or not, but just watching that guy play week in, week out, and the stuff he does is is amazing. So, I think uh, the the Manchester City thing is interesting to me because I think there's a lot of a lot of people who uh, maybe in, you know, I'm 28. Um, and I feel like there's a lot of people in my age group and maybe a little bit younger who are, who are Manchester City fans because you could you could see when the money started to come in and they started bringing the players and you know that 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 they did that that you could you could see the success happening before it did right right so right like you could you could feel the build up to what eventually yep. led to be you know uh, multiple uh, 
multiple Premier League championships there. So, yep. um, yeah, I, I've always been super enamored with Manchester City because they were kind of, you know, they went from nothing to winning the yeah. title in, you know, 2012. And yeah. So, yeah. So that was, that's interesting. Yeah. I, I, I like Manchester City. Everton's my team personally. Um, okay. I've always, I grew up watching the national team. Uh, uh-huh. kind of how my soccer fandom started. And then you had Landon Donovan and Tim Howard both on Everton at the same time. Uh, okay. Right as the Premier League kind of started to become accessible here in the States. Right, right. Watch it on a regular basis. So I've kind of just been an Everton fan for that and, you know, that regard ever since. So I'm a big Richarlison fan. So good, good choices there. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, so let's pivot over to the lower league E-Cup, which okay. you're dominating right now. And yeah. for those who might be unfamiliar, how did the tournament come together and how did you get involved? Yeah, so I actually just went over this. I was on uh, Minneapolis City's podcast pretty recently, and they were asking me how it, I, I had to th- really think about it then. But um, honestly, I just got I got tagged on Twitter. Um, one of the – Justin and Tyler Oliver, twins that play on Minneapolis City, um, one of them tagged me on Twitter because Lower League E-Cup's Twitter account was just – they were looking for players for each club. And one of them tagged me saying, yeah, Jonah definitely would do well in the, in the Xbox section. We know he plays a lot of FIFA and usually beats us. So yeah. they, they tagged me on Twitter and uh, Lower League E-Cup reached out to me. They sent me a message say, hey, are you, you interested? We're putting together like this pretty big tournament. I mean, it's going to be a game uh, week to week, kind of like you wouldn't in a regular NPSL season. And I was like, yeah, definitely. I'm always, I'm always down to play FIFA. Uh, just let me know. Give me updates as it starts to develop. And they really put something awesome together and there I was in the group stages uh, with John and Nate as our, as our commentators on Twitch. And it's, it's been a lot of fun since. So, yeah, I think you guys are, I think you guys are doing it right. You know, some people just kind of let the regular Twitch broadcast, you know, you know, right. take itself, but you guys are like, Nope, we're going to put the broadcast team together. Yep. We're going to do a pregame show. Like we're going to, we're going to put our graphics on there. I mean, it, it's awesome. Kind of how, how the, you know, Crows nation, I guess has kind of bought in. To, yeah, to if, if, if Minneapolis City is going to do something, they're always going to go above and beyond. So it's it's super cool what they're doing. Yeah, definitely. Um, have have you always been good at FIFA? Uh, obviously, you're really good now. Uh, right. But when did you first notice that you were kind of better than the average avid FIFA player? Um, so I I've been playing since since FIFA seven. That's when I picked up my first FIFA. Um, FIFA eleven and on is when I started to take it a little bit more serious. Like it was a super casual game. Uh, you just play against your buddies, play some online tournaments, whatever, um, from like FIFA 11 to FIFA 14. But then FIFA, um, they came out with like a competitive style over the weekends, which is called the weekend tournament. And I found myself doing very well each weekend and realized that, all right, like I stand pretty high amongst like the average player. Um, so, yeah, and just I've, I've been doing well since. So. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you, you pretty much dominated to this point. I, I, you haven't lost a single match yet in the – No, in the no, I've only been down – yeah, I've only been down in two matches. Um, and we, we had our re- recent one where I played uh, Tucson, Tucson. Uh, I forget how to pronounce it. Um, he came back making it 3-3, but then I ended up beating him in the second game 5-0. But that was the closest it's definitely gotten in a game. What's it been like? I mean, I, I, I'm you know, obviously you play a lot of FIFA. You probably play a lot of online, ultimate team, yeah. all that good stuff. But, but how's it been different and what's it been like overall just playing in like a super publicized, you know, tournament like this, kind of like an outward facing, you know, tournament that, you know, the pub, it's, it's made for the public to come in and watch and entertain. Right. What's it been like playing in that as opposed to your general online, you know, ultimate team kind of FIFA scenario? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm definitely like, I know it's a video game, but like you're still under like more pressure, 
you know, like you're, you've got other stuff you're thinking about. Like, obviously you want to do well for the club and like fans are watching, they want you to do well. And you also need to try and make it entertaining. Like I'm never going to just sit and park the bus and play super boring FIFA. I'm going to try and just attack and score goals. Cause as John and Nate like to say, every time I score a goal, you drink a beer. Um, <laughs> so want to score as many goals as possible, but oh, yeah, man, just, you're, sco- you're scoring, scoring, you know, eight, nine goals in a two leg <laughs> yeah. period. You get pretty drunk doing that. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot of beers for people that actually follow that. <laughs> um, but no, just, just that little bit extra pressure. I mean, I've, I've handled it well, but like, it's just different than, you know, being in your room, just, playing on your own and not having anybody watch you as opposed to having uh 30 40 50 people at a time watching you play fifa and wanting you to do well so have you noticed or has the team kind of let you know of you know any any additional exposure that you guys have gotten from this like you guys you know getting more uh, you know uh any tangible you know uh exposure that, that that you've been able to kind of see on a national level from this yeah john john didn't go into too much detail but he just he just told me about how good of a job like that we were doing together and that it was bringing them a lot of publicity and just a lot of notice around I mean nationwide just mm-hmm. for the lower league cup I know it's, it's not gonna be like massive right but it's just it's mm-hmm. bringing in just that that little bit extra so I think it is you know I mean get those kits in front of people and to see them start it, yeah exactly the kits alone yeah. yeah yeah exactly um so on the pitch kind of pivoting to uh, uh any potential time you guys may see on the pitch this year you know we mm-hmm. see bundesliga back we see mls starting their individual workouts um the upsl which is kind of a parallel league to you guys they've already announced the plan to get back on the field and in select states where things are starting to open back up where do things stand with you guys right now and what have you heard if anything from the team and from the league regarding any plan to begin workouts or approved on-field training or anything like that? Yeah. So I believe it's been for sure canceled through July 15th NPSL. Um, I have heard rumors of an independent season um, later summer, early fall, where maybe it isn't led by the NPSL, but we do put together games um, get some fans in, still go to the stadium and, and play just an independent game. Um, I wouldn't go to call it like a scrimmage because we'd still bring in officials and whatnot yeah. and trying to make it as, as official as possible, still have mm-hmm. have the food trucks outside and, and still just try and bring that in what we do every summer. Um, a f- myself and a few other guys have started just doing training, uh, like four, five, six, seven, eight guys at the most, where we'll just go and we'll just do some rondos or 5v2s and we'll play some 4v4 or 3v3 however many guys we can get but nothing led by Minneapolis City yet because I don't think we're allowed to I mean go as a team and train yet so I'm assuming you're 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 obviously eager to probably get back out on the field and and you know actual competitive matches uh you know are 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 you ready and do you think that you know the team is ready to kind of get back out there now or are you are you comfortable with like a methodical sort of wait and see approach that the league is obviously taking right now yeah I mean I definitely get why they're taking the the slow route, right? They just, they want to play it safe. Mm-hmm. Um, we were really hitting stride uh, prior to the stay at home or the canceling of the NPSL um, before the U S open cup. Like we were really starting to gel. We were really starting to click. And in my opinion, like from the, the last few years I've seen playing against Minneapolis city and then playing with them, like this was going to be our, our best fielded team. The 11 we had the players coming in off the bench, like we were going to be solid. So I would like to think that if we were given just a, a few weeks to get back out and just resume that, 
hopefully everybody's staying in shape and getting their touches on the ball. Like we'd be able yep. to pick up where we left off. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's frustrating, but I mean, I guess you, have, you know, from a league standpoint, there's a lot of uh, you know, there's a lot of things to take into consideration. So. Right. Right. Yeah. De- definitely. I get, I get why they're taking, taking yep. that that way. Absolutely. So. Uh, finally, one last question here for you, Jonah, and thank you again for coming on the coming on the show. I really do. Appreciate yeah, of course. It. Uh, we all have a ton of time on our hands right now. Things are starting to open back up, but if you could recommend kind of one soccer match in history to anyone, whether it's uh, you know a match, a Minneapolis City match, or just a match that you've watched from you know the Brazil national team or club soccer that you've watched, you know, if you could just you know, what's the best soccer match that you've ever seen or participated in? Uh, that you would recommend to somebody, you know, if they could go back and watch it, you know? Yeah, we could take it all the way to, like, the highest level. Um, two matches that really stick out in my mind, first one being the 2006 World Cup France versus Brazil, mm-hmm. uh, France winning that one. Um, I mean, not the most exciting game, but, like, single-handedly one of, like, the greatest World Cup performances ever by yeah. Zidane mm-hmm. playing against Brazil. That's a huge one that sticks out in my mind, and that if anyone ever asked me that question, like, that's that's usually the one I give them or yep. the Champions League comeback uh, AC Milan and Liverpool yep um, that one as well so those two I mean I actually just had because I coach youth soccer as well I just had my boys teams watch those two games kind of like a weekly assignment type thing just because I mean those ones are some of my favorite games just classics yeah, and that's good yeah. those are that's something you know people could actually probably go back and watch right now I'm sure they're actually on YouTube somewhere. YouTube just posted them during there you this go. whole thing so there Full 90 go. minute matches. Yeah. You got some time on your hands. Go back and watch those. All right. Well, uh, he's Jonah Garcia, Minneapolis city center back, Augsburg assistant men's soccer coach, and the man who hopefully will be advancing to the lower league cup championship Saturday night, which again, you can watch eight o'clock twitch.tv slash MPLS city SC. That's Minneapolis city's Twitch channel. So make sure you give them a follow, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, Jonah, I don't want to be the bad luck guy that jinxes you. So make sure you get that dub tomorrow, okay? Because if you lose, no, I don't think anybody else is going to want to be on this podcast. I'm going to be the bad I don't think luck so. guy. You, you will be considered the bad luck I'm guy. I'm going to be the jinx guy. So yeah. my credibility is on the line just as much as yours here. So uh, in all seriousness, man, though, congratulations on all the recent success. Best of thank luck you. Saturday night. And thanks so much again for jumping on. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for having me.